One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. What's good, Internet? Welcome, and thank you for tuning into the Syrupcast. The Syrupcast, in case this is your first time, is a podcast by Mobile Syrup in which we look back at the week that was in Canadian telecom and tech news. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic. This is episode 197. We're recording it on Thursday, May 9th. We're almost at 200. That is insanity. Did we get a cake? You, of all people, Patrick, should know the cake is a lie. Mm, it's true. It is. That is the voice of Mobile Syrup Managing Editor, Patrick O'Rourke. Patrick, how are you? I'm good. A little tired, but I'm good. You got the glasses on, so that must mean something. That means I'm tired. It's been a week. It's been a week of stuff and things. Yes, yes. I also have with me frequent visitor and friend of the podcast, Ted Kritsonis. Ted, welcome back. Always a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Um, In case you've been living under a rock, a certain developer conference happened we're going to spend this entire episode talking about Microsoft Build. I lied to you, friends. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about Google I.O. I don't know what happened at Build. Something The related. Azure Cloud Podcast. Yes, this is... In, well, on that note, Microsoft, if Azure Cloud would like to sponsor the Syrupcast, send us an email. Just putting it out there? Yeah, just putting it out there. Um, I think the best way to start this discussion is really just big highlights uh, going around the table. What do you think was the most significant announcement uh, made at I.O., starting with you, Ted? Well, I think it's, it's, it's from a broader sense, it's the fact that the company was actually taking privacy seriously to the point where they were already working on it for years. So unlike another company, uh, Facebook, they actually had something tangible to show. Hmm. Uh, Facebook just speaks in platitudes. It's all about like, you know, we got it. like it's vague references. To be fair, Google also speaks in platitudes, but not as much. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not, I'm not absolving them completely, totally. but I'm saying that at least you know the company showed something to say, like, hey, you know what, we're going to try and put more privacy in your mm-hmm. control. Now, there are some. I still have a couple of questions, mm-hmm. uh, despite that, but I, I like that at least they took it seriously enough to say, hey, we've already thought of this. Mm-hmm. And we've already been working on this because the stuff they showed, they didn't just work on this for the last twelve months. Like it's been, it's been gestating for a while. Yeah, it's been going yeah. for a while. So, so clearly, they, they, I think they realized in order for them to take the next step, they have to include privacy as part of the user experience. Mm-hmm. All right, I love your big picture view, but I'm not asking for big picture right now. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So, of the announcements, which uh, kind of really stuck out for you? <sighs> yeah, it's a good one. Um, I think that, like all that transcription stuff was really cool. Yes, yes. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I really, you know, I, I'm not disabled, and I don't have a family member who is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, that stuff there was—I can only imagine how people felt when they saw that. Yeah, um, if I mean, I can speak partially from personal experience that I never really appreciated uh, Google Assistant and uh, Alexa and all these other digital assistants uh, until I scratched my cornea and could not see for a couple of days. 
And just the fact that you can interact with these assistants without using a screen is a game changer, right? So I can imagine for people, likewise, these technologies are incredible, right? And long overdue in some ways. So well, the, the, well, point. I mean, it could be life changing, yeah, in totally. some ways, right? Because uh, I can I can imagine like if you're someone who has a speech suddenly, you know, you went from speaking normally to now you have a speech impediment of some mm-hmm. kind. And people can't understand you, and it, it can get frustrating. But to now have the ability to at least communicate, and it does—I know it sounds cliche, but it does. I'm sure it feels very empowering, mm-hmm. uh, right? When you can finally be understood, and you can understand other people. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought, you know, I think the mark of of good tech, and I know we haven't seen it out in the wild yet, but I think the mark of good tech is when it does have that kind of a social impact. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, kudos to Google for 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 trying really hard to make that happen. Yeah, and investing the time and money into it. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Patrick, yourself? Uh, so I, I guess um, the next-gen Google Assistant was pretty cool. Yeah, that uh, was incredible. It actually made me kind of consider using a voice-activated assistant for the first time. Um, I've really never found much of a purpose for them beyond like turning my lights on and off and, and stuff like that. Um, mm. But I would actually probably use it. It seemed very responsive. I like that the language is more conversational. I like that you could give multiple commands at once and they all just happened. Um, but personally, the thing that I was most excited for was the the Nest Hub coming to Canada finally. I've been waiting for that for a while. Mm. Um, I know some people told me uh, on Twitter that basically the, the Lenovo Hub is broadly the same thing and, and better looking and probably better. Haven't used the Lenovo Hub. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Still excited for the Nest Hub. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was probably my favorite announcement, uh, that it's finally coming here and I don't have to import it from the U S anymore. Hmm. Uh, Ted, yes. uh, included in the next generation assistant is the new driving mode. What are your thoughts on that? So it looks like they're going to replace the Android auto app on the phone with the assisted hmm. driving mode. I don't know that for sure, but that's the, I mean, that was the impression I got. I don't know what you guys think. Didn't, didn't they revamp Android auto recently too? Like, well, they, they're, yeah, they, they're going to be doing it again. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be adding more to it. Uh, so it's but, like that classic Google thing where there's like two forks in the road in terms of their strategy with... I, I, yeah, that's the thing. Like Because if you, if you make the in-car platform one way, because the way Google had done it was that they made it possible to run Android Auto just on the phone. Yes. Right? So I, and I've, I'd always said, like if you had an old tablet lying around uh, and you can't upgrade your car, maybe use that as as a way to to bring it into the vehicle but it looks like now they're going to maybe not do that so it won't it won't work necessarily as a as a standalone app you'll have assisted driving mode instead right uh, and the process is as soon as you pair it with the bluetooth in your car it switches to assistant driving yeah 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 Yeah. whereas android auto i I imagine would still run like it normally would in a car uh, but they didn't go in depth, I think, enough to explain uh, how that's going to work. Um, but that's my assumption. I don't know that because I, I, I don't I can't see that assisted driving mode working on a head unit in a car. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it just it, it, I think on a phone, it's different. The UI seemed like it was designed specifically for a phone, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah and totally. for hands free. Yeah, totally. Whereas I, I think for the most part, Android will probably maintain the same more or less the same look. I think that mm-hmm. card-based layout will probably stay the same, but I think the app integration will be better. And if Google Assistant, the way that the way we saw the app integration just by voice that we mm-hmm. saw, which was great, if you have that in the car, I mean, you have a totally different way of controlling the apps that you, you would normally use. 
Mm-hmm. Do you see these kind of coexisting peacefully in the sense that, like, I think what Google is trying with Assistant is, like, there's still a large swath of cars where Android Auto is either not available or just people, it's going to take a while until they upgrade to a car. That For does, sure, right? Yeah. So For sure. these are That's two mean. things that yeah can coexist yeah with each sure. other well notice that google hasn't made a product that would bring google assistant into the car there are a couple of third-party vendors that have done that mm. but google itself has not done that which they could easily do it's like almost making a chromecast for a tv it's a similar mm. thing but they haven't done it and i think this is why i think they felt like okay we have vehicles that will have android auto built in so we got that covered the automakers are already doing that for us and then on the other hand, we can have an assisted driving mode that is easier and, and more, it, it just works for everybody. Mm-hmm. Android Auto may not have been, it may not have been the type of interface that people liked, mm-hmm. that everybody liked. Whereas maybe they did, I don't know, maybe they did market research, maybe, you know, they did whatever it is they did. They figured that this is the better way for people to interact with their phone mm-hmm. and to do it in a more hands-free way because that, that's the whole idea. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said about, like, you already have the scale with the Android platform across the board, right? Like, every I, I don't know what the latest numbers are on, like, active Android users. I'm sure it's in the billions. Well, they this. said 2.5 billion, right. yeah. but they didn't say if it was devices or users. Right. So, and, you know, not to get off track, my issue with that was, like, okay, yeah, what about the fragmentation? Yeah. Which they did address. Yes. We'll talk about, we'll talk uh, about that later. We'll talk about in just a moment. Uh, switching gears. You know, obviously for us, Patrick, one of the biggest highlights of any I.O. is Android, the new version of Android, I said, specifically this year, Android Q. Uh, thoughts on Android Q? Uh, there's a few things that stood out to me. I think a system-wide dark mode is pretty cool. I haven't mm-hmm. installed yeah, it yet on my on my Pixel, uh, but Bennett um, installed it at his playground with his phone a bit today. Mm-hmm. Um, just having that option is really cool, and I like mm-hmm. that it's uniform across everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he also found a way to force dark mode across every app, which was pretty fascinating too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the big thing for me. Uh, there was other stuff like the ability to customize how notifications come through. I think that's pretty useful. And as someone who primarily uses iOS, um, that's what I wish was in iOS, right? Like mm-hmm. the way uh, Apple handles notifications with the iPhone is a little less than ideal. Um, so I, I think that was pretty cool as well. Yeah, I, I downloaded it on my on a Pixel 3 XL, mm-hmm. and uh, I like the gestures. Mm-hmm. I know that that might be... It's the swipe left thing? That yeah, yeah, like it, it, it just... I don't know, maybe it's because I'm used to iOS and even other phones before that that were very mm-hmm. gesture-based, going all the way back to WebOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom... <laughs> Um, I, I like, I like that part of it. The dark mode. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually shocked that it took this long to do that. Yeah. You know, I feel with Google, it's always like a question of like, when can they get the whole company on board with something, right? Like it takes them for like, how long did it take for material design? It's still rolling. Well, out. like uh, yeah. iOS doesn't have a system wide. Yeah. yeah, yeah iOS right? doesn't have it, but it's yeah. supposed to be coming but, with yeah. iOS 13. But even if we extended that even to the overlays that some of the manufacturers have, like Samsung probably could have pulled something like that yeah, off. Yeah. Easily. Right. So, but they never did. Nobody did. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, that, you know, someone, well, Google said, okay, well, you know, this seems like a good idea. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should do that because, you know, and I, I just to bring it back to the car for a second, if you're going to use something like assisted driving mode at night, mm-hmm. do you want a white sheet? 
you know, blinding you, blinding you, like, no, I mean, you'd want dark mode. So, so it makes sense in a number of different situations, right? Uh, Not just, you know, before bedtime or in the car, but just at night, you, you know, you don't want to look at a a really bright screen and the battery life thing, you know, we shouldn't understate that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is the beauty of OLED displays, right? That's right. You know, um, interestingly also, um, ahead of you know one of the features they announced was and we've known this is coming for a while is support for foldables uh, yeah they uh, hinted that pretty and strongly if you know that was day one when they announced the first developer preview we got a bit of a interestingly there was not a real phone which they showed the foldable mode right no. it was all just kind of an infographic they just said they're doing it they're working with it yeah and uh cnet got an interview with um the head of the pixel team and he's like we're prototyping foldable phones. We just don't see like beyond, uh, and I'm par- paraphrasing here. He's like beyond the kind of size argument. We don't see a compelling. It was reason. also, I think he mentioned something like consumer demand as well. Like, yeah, they're not sure if this is something that people are are asking. That for to me is yet. code for let's let a couple of the other guys come up with them first see, and fail. See, see, see where they screw <laughs> get up. Get dirt under yeah. their screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get they, dirt under. Yeah. Totally. See where they screw up, and then we'll basically come up with something that's going to improve on all those things. Mm-hmm. That's the way I read that. Um, Google is not going to rush a product like that to the market because they don't need to. Yeah. Right. Whereas Samsung, Huawei, and, and others will try to be first uh, or in order the best, mm-hmm. and then Google will think, well, basically, Google's role in that case will just be like make the software work properly. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to hardware, I would not expect a foldable phone this year. I think we will launch one next year. Trudy got a pretty good scoop this week at a Huawei event. Um, Kevin Lee uh, from Huawei, the president of the Chinese tech giant's consumer goods, uh, said that they're delaying the release of the Mate X in Canada following the the Galaxy Fold stuff that happened. Yeah. Uh, there you go. To make it good quality yes to make it good quality i think that's the direct <laughs> quote right yeah. yeah no that i you can't yeah, see good, this good quality i have a fondness for terrible radio but i did air quotes around good dear listeners so <laughs> i'm sorry about that um other features of uh anything else that stuck out with android q um not just yet yeah uh it's still really early uh, yeah but- and it feels very much like not i i don't want to say a maintenance release but, you know, Android has come to the point where it's very mature at this point. Well, there yeah. will be more stuff later totally. on, too, right, in future yeah, versions. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think the only thing, the other thing that pops up for me is Smart Replies was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, I guess, also went against the privacy push that they were having over the course of I.O. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'd use that, probably. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, one of the things, um, the Smart Replies now work with third-party apps, which is pretty nifty i think um yeah i totally do that you know yeah that'd be great in whatsapp right like for sure um well there was focus mode which is essentially kind of an extension of digital well-being uh where you can kind of gray out certain apps uh very interesting that they're taking this approach right i wonder if they're they're getting some pushbacks from their developers right you know oh i'm uh, sure the instagram guys love that one yes yes specifically instagram um Ted, do you mind just going over some of the other enhancements they're thinking about for Android Auto? Um, well, if anything sticks out, if right? anything sticks out, I, I, I don't. I, I think the Google Assistant part, yeah, figures in mm-hmm. uh, pretty significantly here because uh, even though you can use the voice platform in the car, uh, yeah. what they showed at I/O is far more advanced, mm-hmm. right? I mean, uh, 
to be able to not only you know use whatever app you have or for example okay ways if i want to go somewhere and i I want ways to take me there Mm -hmm. it's not easy to do that by voice right now Mm -hmm. it's very in fact you can't Mm -hmm. so it's always going to default to google maps in that case but now you'll make they'll make it possible basically where hey you know i take me here and then Mm -hmm. and then i can tell it that I want ways. That's to do cool, that, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think that will be one of those very useful things for people who are commuting every day and they use, you know, rely on ways to, to at least avoid traffic as much as possible. Mm-hmm. That's one of those features that's going to that should pay dividends mm-hmm. over time, um, because at that point you're not fiddling with the phone, you're not putting in, in you know, it, it addresses. That was one drawback I've always ha- I've always felt about Android Auto is that mm. yes, you have two very good mapping platforms in there, but you you have better integration with one over the other. Right. And we should also mention uh, assistant driving mode is coming to Waze as well. Uh, yeah, yes, that's right. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah. Um, that's that right. If I, I get the sense that if you prefer Waze, you're going to have no reason not to use it, basically. At, at, at well, they're giving you more of a reason to, to yeah. use it even if you don't. Yeah. Right? So even if you've defaulted to Google Maps because that's just been the more convenient way to do it up to this point, if you want to give Waze a shot, they're making it easier to do that mm-hmm. uh, this way. With assisted driving mode, how how does it launch? Like, do I if say Let's I have drive. like a that's all you say, and Let's then it drive. launches right away? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that it's would connect it to the Bluetooth. Yeah. That would actually make me probably use it because um, I mean I I could quite easily uh, mount my Android phone to my dashboard and use Android Auto as it stands right now, but I never have because I think I just don't want to take that extra step if it was just yeah. a simple voice command i think mm-hmm. um that would make me actually use it and i think that would be the case for a lot of other people too yeah yeah no i, I think it's and it's a smart way to do it because if they had done it in a way where it would four only, taps well, <laughs> yeah. well either that that's the thing yeah. right it sounds silly yeah. but that's yeah. honestly why yeah. i didn't use it yeah. either that or if it was a matter of how fast you were going mm-hmm. so it's okay it'll 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 kick in after you hit 15 kilometers Okay. Uh, yeah, like that. That just that's not practical in every mm-hmm. case. But if you it, just by saying "let's drive," you know, which you're not really going to say to another person sitting in the car anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's an awkward mm-hmm. uh, thing to say. Unless but least, it's an action movie. That's true. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're saving somebody's life, that's different. Let's but, drive. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think what I'm curious to see though is while it is active, mm-hmm. what happens with stop and go traffic mm-hmm. what you know what are there times when maybe other apps might i don't know interfere with it in some way mm-hmm. um I, that's what i'm curious to see is okay once we've kicked off driving okay great but what about during the drive is mm-hmm. it is it going to be stable is it going to stop for any reason um so that's what i'm curious to try out when it's finally ready mm-hmm. to go um, we did forget to mention, um, you alluded to it, Project Mainline, which is their new initiative related to Android about, you know, just getting out updates out faster. Oh, and, yeah. you know, before the event, it was something like uh, 10% of devices across the ecosystem are now on Android P, right? So still, despite that's a, that's, trouble... That's, that's a disgraceful number. Yeah, it is, it is what no, it, it is, is at no, this is. point, right? You got to call it out, man. Yeah. It's a disgraceful number. Is it more than just security updates? Like, is this software updates as well? Because uh, that's what I was a little unclear about. So as far as I understand it, and I feel like they've already been doing this, which is they're separating out parts of the OS and putting it on the Google Play Store so they can deliver. Bypass. 
But the thing is, is like they already have, they do that with a lot of apps already, right? Like for instance, you know, the Dialer app on the Pixel is a separate app that you can, you know, download from the Google Play Store. Um, you know, it's not compatible with yeah. every phone, obviously, uh, but it allows them, you know, to separately um, update these phones or update aspects of the phones um, separate from updating the OS, right? I just, I'm still at a loss as how this, you know, great, this is another initiative. I'm just at a loss as how it's going to speed up what is already like a terminally slow process for any other phone than the Pixel phone. The question they're not answering mm-hmm. is, first of all, what kind of time frame do you give the manufacturers that are making Android phones mm-hmm. to upgrade? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that there's no deadline, so to speak. It's not like Google says, look, upgrade or else. Mm-hmm. Like they leave it entirely up to the Samsungs and the LGs and Huawei's of the world to decide how to do it because they have their own overlays. But if, I mean. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Are you giving them a build of this in advance so that mm. they can at least have a head start? I, I don't know what because I would even ask Samsung why does it take you so long? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it all comes, I think it always comes down to carrier certification. They got to customize that one UI, man. Yeah, one UI. The carrier should be cut out from yeah. this entire process. Yeah. Because that's what's hold, if that's what's holding it back, mm-hmm. then Google should lean on the carriers and say, listen, guys. Um, I, I think mean, for safety reasons, they can't, right? Like, imagine if an aspect, like if it breaks some kind of core functionality, such as calling, Right, like what's the likelihood it's going to do that? Uh, so this actually happened with Rogers a while back, I think, where they delayed. Um, I, you know, I'd have to look it up to get the specifics of it, but it was something where it broke the calling functionality, right? Where like it could not connect to one of their towers. Um, so I think that's really what it comes down to, right? Like, is the carriers are just like you can't take them out of the equation as much as you want to. Okay, so yeah. so when Apple upgrades iOS. Mm-hmm. They're doing it in tandem with the carriers. I don't believe so. Yeah, I, think I don't think so. Yeah, it's but it, it, yeah, you know, I, I'd have to like look into it. I don't know enough about updates. To, to yeah, know yeah, I, I don't know yeah. that they are. I think it's you know, it's basically like, hey, we're putting this out. You adapt to what we're doing, right? We're not adapting our way or the highway, <laughs> pretty much. Now, yeah. and I think Google has to take a little bit of a harder line on that. It's like, listen, we we want our users because look, they're your customers. Mm-hmm. they're going to get a better user experience if they upgrade to this. But so, also, like, I think Google needs to take a more active, you know, role in this in different aspects, which is, like, there is no guarantee, like, unless you buy a Pixel or OnePlus, there's no guarantee you're going to get more than, like, you know, three, like, two years of support or a year of support, right? It's like There's no, like, you know, like, Samsung, like, what is Samsung commitment? I don't know. Two like, years. Two years for all their devices? Two years, yeah. But you'll right. get the updates very late. That's right. the problem. You're getting them on time. Pixel's yeah. three years and you're getting them right on right. time. Yeah. yeah. So, and we'll talk about the Pixel 3a in just a moment. Sure. But it gets, it will get uh, day and date with the Pixel 3, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, 
that's something different from these like mid-range phones. Like I, let's say you owned, uh, what's it? Uh, what's a Samsung A8 is like a mid-range. Yeah. When do you get like an update with an A8, right? <laughs> Agreed. The <laughs> following Agreed. year. The following year, if you're Agreed. lucky. Right? No, that, 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 this has to be cleaned up. And yeah. I've been saying it for years. You have to clean all this up. And it has to, there has to be a commitment on the manufacturer side to say like, okay, yes, you bought a mid-range phone from us and we would like to give you those updates. But don't, mm. don't, you know, don't suggest that you're going to do it like follow through with it right but i think you know it comes down on google where they have to be like okay you've signed you know like we're going to give you access to android but this is the commitment you have to uh, pulled as well right like i think that's uh, s- s- like they have to be more heavy-handed yes right I'm just, I'm, that's what i'm right, saying right but that's like so <laughs> antithetical to everything google wants quote quote unquote wants to be um, I, I know, but you, yeah. you, you, you've got a bunch of different guys that are playing in your sandbox. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're using your OS. Mm-hmm. You're ultimately responsible yes. for that OS. Yes. So where it goes and how it evolves is on you. Mm-hmm. It's not on them. You mm-hmm. have, I mean, you know, it's a carrot and stick. You got to, you got to wield the stick a little bit yes. to make sure that they fall. I don't want to say fall in line, but that they at least take it seriously enough so that they're offering their customers who ultimately are also yours mm-hmm. because they're using Google apps also. Yeah, at the end so, of the day, like obviously, it, you know, like as I said, there is the uh, carrier perspective. But if Microsoft can update every single Windows machine at some relatively, you know, like Windows 10, it's some relatively like, um, you know, uh, I'm sorry, having a different brain. stage of. Well, like, like. Uh, like more or less all Windows 10 devices get updated within a couple month time yes, frame, yes, right? Yes. Like, um, and you can even force the update if you're so inclined, right? But, okay, and, and, and how acceptable would it be if we had computers that didn't have that? It would not Where be. we were waiting for, yeah. for updates, Yeah. right? Like you have a Mac and you're waiting for three months mm-hmm. after, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, there's probably, um, it's it's likely not that common with high-end phones, but there's probably like some mid-range devices out there that uh, manufacturers aren't updating on purpose so that you go out that's and right. just purchase yeah. a new phone, right? right. So yeah. that's that's another kind of layer to this issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, don't be soft on the carriers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, they, no, no, no. I'm not they soft. Deserve it. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, they, yeah. Don't, they don't deserve it because yeah. they, they, they are probably the main reason why mm-hmm. they're the, these roadblocks mm-hmm. um, because they insist on being part of this process. Well, and also there's too many of them. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, there's a lot too of many them. chefs in well, the kitchen. Well, that's it. And and yeah. I mean, unless there's some pervasive issue where updates are affecting performance with mm-hmm. the network, I don't really see like what is what is your input for? Mm-hmm. You just optimize your own apps to work with this new version, which of course we can give you a head start on. Mm-hmm. And other than that, stay out of the way. Yes. All right. Before we run out of time, we really should address the Pixel A. Uh, it was one. It's one of the things coming to Canada in addition to the. Netflix. What did What did you think of it, Igor? I think. If you got 549 burning a hole in your pocket, go buy this phone. <laughs> There's you're not, my... not going to get a better camera for that oh, price. Totally. It's the same camera not, as the yeah. 3, right? Yes. Well, yes. More than the camera, I would argue you're not going to get better support than this uh, than the Pixel 3a because you're getting three years of updates. Yeah, three years of updates. updates. Yes. Same day and date as I mentioned with the Pixel 3. Everything uh, Android Q does. Android, so you're going to get Android Q, uh, whatever Android after. and per, So maybe three major... Android releases, right? Because yes. this got announced. Uh, yeah, Q counts as one. Right, so Q counts at one. Yes. Um, 
So I think that is like a bit like it just makes it a very smart investment between the camera and the software updates. What are the, I guess, for someone thinking about buying that phone, like what are the main differences between the 3A and the 3? So you don't have wireless charging, which I was kind of sad about because I really liked the Pixel stand. Yeah. Um, you don't have any water resistance. So if you... Yeah, if that, I fall, that, that falls in the toilet, one. it's over. It's over, yeah, yeah. right? Hasta la vista. Uh, you get a slightly like the 670 compared to the 845 uh, with the Pixel 3a featuring the 670 is not as big of a difference as you would think. Um, it's Probably enough for most most tasks, right? Oh, it, like it, you have to have them side by side really to, to notice really the difference. Okay. Screen resolution different? Uh, just on the Pixel 3a XL compared to the 3XL. Uh, the 3XL has a full HD screen. Um, and actually, both phones have bigger batteries than the respective. Um, That's interesting. Than the, than the flagship counterparts? Yeah, the yeah. Cow- because yeah. I think if there's two things like Google definitely skimped on with the 3 and the 3XL, it was battery yeah. and um, RAM. Right? Did they yeah. say why there's a bigger battery? I'm just wondering. Like, it's what- funny because like, the phones are actually lighter. <laughs> yeah. Because they're plastic as me. opposed to glass. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The materials. Definitely. Is it because the 675 is smaller, so they're able to fit more what battery? Is, so... It is more efficient, right? Because it uses a different core design, it, and it's the same process as the 845. It's a 10 nanometer chip. The photography chip isn't in there either. It isn't either in there, but I didn't really... Like, it is slower at, like, computing certain things, yeah. like doing an HDR or a portrait. But the image quality is Yeah, at the, the end same. of the day, like, I could not tell a difference if there was one, right, between, like... They look great. Yeah. Like, the pictures in your review, I went yeah. through them yeah, all. They, no, look, I mean, they all looked awesome. Yeah. Not, I, wasn't, I wasn't surprised because, you know, as I... As, as you know, I did the Pixel 3 camera review yeah. for the site, and it's 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 probably number two. Huawei may be number one, but Pixel 3 is number two right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and I think... And for mid-range, I don't know. The yeah. 3A, I think, wins already. You The only thing you can really complain about in terms of the camera is that it's, quote-unquote, not versatile, right? Because it's just one... At the end of the day, it's just one individual camera, right? Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, like... Yeah. You don't have lens versatility at all. At, at But you don't have lens versatility at that price point at all. Right, like maybe the like I haven't used the uh, P30 Lite enough to really like say anything like definitive about it, but you have to spend a lot more money to get usually to get usually. more lenses. We'll based. have uh, yeah. we'll have a review of the Lite in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah usually. Um, so headphone jack, headphone jack as they well. Did, yeah, threw yeah. the headphone jack. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> ironically, I didn't. I only used the headphone jack once because at this point I moved to everything Bluetooth. <laughs> Right, because of these phones <laughs> with uh, not having a headphone jack. The future. The future, right? Um, yeah, like battery life is great. Performance is great. You know, the software support can't beat it. Like, yes, it kind of looks dated, but I honestly really don't care about the look of phones. When you handed it to me when you first got it, I don't think I would be able to tell the difference between the standard Pixel 3 and the 3A without looking really close. Yeah, you need to have them next to each other. Like it like, looked like the same phone to me and then you showed me what the other one looked like and I was like, oh, okay, I see the differences yeah. now, but it was very, very similar. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think there's, but so quickly, there's two very interesting things about this, which is I think, one, do you feel like now that we know what the 3A is capable, what it's priced of, that they overpriced the Pixel 3 and the 3XL? Well, they priced the 3 and the 3XL based on what the market was yes. w- was at for mm-hmm. flagship phones, right? Because they figured as long as we're under the iPhone we're, we're, and the Galaxy Note, mm-hmm. we're fine. Now, here they're making a, a case for, hey, look, you don't have to spend over a grand. 
if mm-hmm. you want a good phone, we've got something here for five fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the entry point, and that's all in. By the way, mm-hmm. five fifty, and you'll get the same camera we're offering the other one over there. Yes. So, in in essence, they're actually they're making it interesting on the mid range side mm-hmm. because now they're put they're they're saying, hey, you know, for all you other guys that are making mid range phones, it's time for you to step it up too, mm-hmm. and. The XR, the iPhone XR, which is technically, I guess, Apple's mid-range, I mean, ish. The XR is in uh, a weird place. Yeah, yeah, it is in a weird place. It's too much money is what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this the 3A is going to shoot way better than a, than a, an iPhone XR is going to shoot. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, and it's like, I think it's like a $500 difference. Yeah. What is it, $400, $500 difference now? Yeah. The D. Ten R approaches like a thousand dollars off contract. Yeah. Like it's pretty close. You yeah. can it, there's some usually decent Great carrier, discounts, carrier yeah. deals in Canada on it, but even then you're you're dropping at least as much as the Pixel three A costs outright. Yeah. 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 Um Yeah. And I think really it as you said in our show notes, uh uh Ted, like this kind of puts OnePlus, Huawei and who else? Apple you I think you mentioned on, on notice, notice yes. right? Because it's yes. yes. You know, like all these companies, they're probably like they're all facing the same issue, which is like the market for these high-end phones is kind of evaporating in front of their eyes, right? Well, like, you're, you've priced yourself out of mm-hmm. your out of the market you're you're chasing after, and I think uh, it's interesting because in a way, Google may be winning people over by simply pricing it that way, mm-hmm. right? Oh, 100%. The comments on the Pixel 3, my Pixel 3 review, and compared to my uh, 3a, night and day, right? Like, I was equally positive for both phones, right? And yet, like, the response for the 3a has been so positive from readers. They're like, oh, this is a phone I'm really interested in, right? Like, whereas before they were like, well, like, they're like, Google bought you out or something. No one accused me of that, but right, like, they wrote you a check. They're like, you're a shill. (laughs) <laughs> Igor, that's what you are, right? Um, and I get it. Money talks. I right? think the big thing for Google with the 3A that'll be challenging is for so many people, um, Android is Samsung, right? And people are either going to buy a Samsung phone because that's what they think Android is. That's what they associate it with. Or they're going to buy an iPhone. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if the Pixel has, like, the mind share um, and the branding yet. Like, I know we're a couple years into the, the phone line existing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's quite there yet where... Um, it's synonymous with Android for the average person. Sure, mm-hmm. people like us, mobile SERP readers, people that are into tech, but like the average person walking into a carrier store, I don't know if they know what a Pixel is. But maybe they will now because of the price, Absolutely. right? Like yeah, they'll the see price, that price yeah. tag and they'll be like, yeah. hey, what's this phone here? It looks cool. It's only $600 or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to me uh, to see how it sells. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's interesting because... Google can make all the arguments for software, but I think in people's mind, when it comes to a value um, calculation, hardware speaks louder than software, right? Because it's something they can like physically see on the phone, right? So like when it came to the Pixel 3, one of the issues was like, but it only has one camera on the back, right? Like how is it better than this P20 Pro, right? Or like, you know, so they, or let me rephrase that. Like maybe people understand the value of software, but when they make that valuation, the hardware speaks louder, right? Um, and so that was an issue that the Pixel 3 came up against. It was like, yes, it is just as capable with less, but it doesn't look as frilly, right? 
And with the Pixel 3a, it addresses that issue by just like, it's half the price. Well, the right. Pixels were never pretty phones. Right. right? That is so, an issue. So Specifically the 3XL, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they weren't going to win beauty pageant, uh, pageants, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they were not the prettiest of phones. You don't like deep, unnecessary notches? I do not. No. A lot of people don't. Yeah. But I, I, this is a... I, one thing for Google is that they, they, unlike Apple, they don't rely on hardware sales, mm-hmm. right, to be profitable. Uh, this is... I don't want to say it's a side, it's not a side hustle. Obviously it's, 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 you know, key to their business, but they're not going to live and die by it. Mm-hmm. So to price of, you know, to make a pared down pixel three and then price it the way they have is smart. It's a smart move because now you're introducing like you're introducing the brand mm-hmm. and the phone and its features at a price point that more people can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been, it was a, it was a tall at like, it was a big ask to say to people, hey, you know, I know that you've used an iPhone or a Samsung, mm-hmm. you know, try our phone by paying the same price almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least now they can say, hey, you can pay half or less and you can get a lot of the same features that we offered with mm-hmm. the other ones. All right. On that note, we should wrap up. Uh, shout outs this week. Uh, sure. So mine is less of a shout out and something that I found a little bit surprising. Um, so uh, I probably haven't talked about it on this podcast, but I'm... Big fan of Apex Legends. It's a battle royale game. Mm-hmm. I, I describe it as Fortnite for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was recently announced that there is going to be a mobile version of Apex Legends, which I thought was rather shocking because there's a lot of other things they need to do to the game. Um, but they're skipping right to bringing in a mobile version of the game before even like cross-play with PS4 and Gotta Xbox more One money. and PC yeah. uh, comes out. And that's exactly why. It has to do with EA's earnings that weren't as great as the... Uh, publisher expected so mobile is the way for them to make money they think capitalism man it's not about making money it's about making the most money it's about releasing <laughs> bad mobile ports yes ted i will shout out to uber drivers who are striking yes um speaking of capitalism oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah um so uh, you know it's a it's a bit of a complicated situation uh and i know you know they're contractors not employees so technically, they're not really supposed to be. Um, uh, they're not supposed. They haven't. They haven't. Uh, they're not supposed to give them. Any, mm-hmm. Like the company's not obligated to mm-hmm. give them anything based on going public. But at the same time, I it just doesn't sit well with me that a a guy like Travis Kalanick mm-hmm. can make six billion dollars on this deal, and mm-hmm. then drivers actually make less than they did before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hopefully that gets resolved in a way that drivers um, get paid a little more, especially if the company's going public and they raise all this money. Why shouldn't drivers get a piece of that? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Right? Without them, there's no company. Yeah. Um, What's my shout out? I just started watching The Crown. Everyone probably already knows this. Shout out to the highest budget Netflix show ever. Yeah. Is it it really? I'm... 95% 95% Marco sure. Polo was? No, I think this one was more. Okay. I'm, I'm going to Google wow. it. Okay. Um, this makes for really great radio. Let's wait. You can listen to me typing. Um, it's beautifully shot. That's what I will say. And I enjoy history like you do, Ted, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, and, you know, that post-war period is, like, fascinating. Uh, I just Googled it. The first listing says it's one of the highest, uh, most expensive shows ever next to Game of Thrones. There you go. Well, you mentioned it starts in 1947. Yes. Yeah, that's when the British ended up giving up India. Yes. 
right? And that and colonialism at that yes. point was just it started to it's fall apart. That's yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. Like, how many episodes in are you? Uh, just three, and it's fascinating because yeah. the second episode, uh, they're like in Nairobi, and Elizabeth's like giving a speech, and it's like, oh man, the colonial. They go, they go on like a tour and a couple more yeah, episodes like a, to try to hold hold the the empire together. Yeah, right. Yeah, when the yeah. second season is all about the Suez Canal crisis, yeah, is, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Nineteen fifty six. Yeah, so when. Like really, that was essentially the end of the British Empire at that point. Yeah. Right? Like, the new season yeah. should be coming out soon too, but it's an entirely new cast across the board. Oh, really? Because yeah. it's an older uh, Elizabeth, I guess. Um, I don't know the specifics of it. I, I that's probably why, right? But yeah. also, that's like kind of um a British TV show thing to do, like to kind of reset oh. things every once in a while. There's a show called Skins uh, that I watched that did that. Um, wasn't linked to like the same characters. It wasn't di- different actors playing the same characters, but it's mm-hmm. that same concept, I guess. Anyway, if you haven't already, if you've been living under a rock like me, check it out. Um, make sure to follow Mobile Syrup at Mobile Syrup, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're not on G Plus anymore because G Plus doesn't exist. Thank That's God. a dated joke, but I'm, hey, I'm now. so happy about that. Uh, Ted, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at by Teddy K, B Y Teddy K, and on MobileSyrup.com on occasion. Very nice. And you, Pat? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke and also on mobilesyrup.com. And I'm at Igor Bonifacic. Also, shout out to Bennett here, who's been on recording duties. Great job, Bennett. Uh, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.